is um, whatever everybody sends in. So it could be new, old. In, and there's sometimes uh, choices I don't read. Like, I won't read a horror book. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, that's not my thing either. I, so Thankfully, we haven't had one of those in my book club yet. <laughs> yeah, I just, no. And my um, my in-person book club is classics, which is fun. Mm -hmm. So, and I've been, like, in the She Does It one, I've been discovering, it's about golden age murder mysteries. And I've been discovering authors I'd never heard of before. And that's really interesting, that there's a lot of mystery writers from the 20s to the 40s that I've never heard, that some of them are just coming back because, like, different uh, companies are reprinting them like um, a company called Persephone and the British Library are reprinting a lot of mysteries from that period. Um, uh -huh. So I'm discovering all these writers. And then classics, I've been stretching, because usually for classics, I do the same books. Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte, Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, just reading the same ones. Uh -huh. So... Uh, with the classics, like right now, I am reading a book by George Eliot, um, Silas mm -hmm. Marner. Um, I'd never written, read a book by George Eliot before, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> Good. That's neat. Yeah, I'm really enjoying my book club a lot. So are you, like books, when they, when they do classics, have you discovered new classics that you had never read before? Um... This is for a class, so um, I have read them all before, but it was when I was in high school, so, and college, and you just get a different perspective when you're older, so it's been fun to reread the book. That's but so far, yeah, that's no, I've read, read all of them, yeah. Like, um, I, I love Jane Austen, and I, I've read all of the books, but there's such a difference, like, when I first read Persuasion, I thought it was a wonderful book, but I, it wasn't like a top. My favorite was Pride and Prejudice, like most girls. Um, but now as an older woman rereading Persuasion, I actually really kind of understand Anne a lot better, you know? <laughs> Do you find yeah, that with, like, books great. that you're rereading that you're like, okay, you got, I got a better perspective on this actor, this actor, this character. Just also the more, I think, experience I have as a writer, I appreciate the words more, too, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the beauty of the prose. appreciate the way a person writes, and, yeah, just, I think life experience and also writing experience, it just gives you a different perspective. I, I'm also trying to read something that, I'm not really a stream of conscious girl. I just it confuses me. Okay. I'm I'm more of a linear person, and so <laughs> I know this is blasphemy, but Virginia Woolf has always annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they're not all these books are not for everybody. I mean, if you write a book for everybody, then you. You know, who knows what you're going to write. It's just nothing is for everybody. So that's the beauty that I think somebody will like your book or somebody will like one book and not like another. And it's just that's kind of, I think, the beauty of art in a way, I guess. I'm just trying to, like, I actually did read one of her books that I really enjoyed. But it was like, it's through a dog's perspective. So it was linear. Um, mm -hmm. It was called Flush, and it was about Elizabeth Barrett Browning's dog, Flush. And it was from his perspective of her life. It's an mm -hmm. adorable story. It's just, and I mean, it gets, there's some really serious parts of it. But it's it's really a wonder, that's like my favorite book of hers. Because, you know, even her nonfiction, like A Room of One's Own, is like very important book, very feminist book, very um, ahead of its time, blah, blah, blah. 
it's still stream of conscience. <laughs> I when yeah. I when I I just recently read it and I didn't realize it because I thought it's nonfiction. Why would it be stream of conscience? But nope, uh-huh. still stream of conscience. <laughs> <laughs> but I pushed yeah. myself. I did finish it, but it just was really hard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like finishing. If I don't really can't get through a book, I just I don't finish it. I just can't. Yeah, I I I actually I I actually have been uh, reading um, from these groups, and I learned terms like DNF, do not finish. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I we've been talking in that if you can't finish it, you just don't finish it if you don't like it. Why are you slogging through it? It's not for except for what you're doing in your classics class. It's not for right. a class. You know, it's just supposed to be for pleasure. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. No, totally. it was just that particular book was just the goal that I had to finish one of her stream of conscious books, and since it was an important book, I decided that would be the one I would read, and then. Someone told me about Flush, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> I wish you read, wrote more books like this, Virginia. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I actually really like Virginia Woolf, but I get I get what you mean about the stream of consciousness. I mean, and like I said, I know she's a favorite of so many people. I mean, people live and die for Mrs. Dalloway and stuff like that, which I've never read. Um, I love that book. I actually bought it because I figured I'm going to try. I'm not going to try right away because I already read two of hers this year, and I think that's a good start. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I did buy it for future reading. Um, uh, maybe maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, give yourself some time. <laughs> I'm actually really proud that I read two of her books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another great. That's good. Fun. Yeah, but I love I love uh, trying uh, new classics and trying new, and I and I and I've been reading um, uh, new books too. There's this book called The Great Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's about creativity. I read that a long time ago. That oh, I, a while ago. I never. Yeah. I I just heard about it. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I read that years ago. I think three years ago maybe. Yeah, I just heard about it and I um I just got it and it was really good. I enjoyed it. But I mean, it it's it, it's definitely more of like a how to generate and create a get your creative juices flowing. It's I mean it's non fiction, so Oh yeah. I like I, non- I like non fiction as well as fiction. Yeah. No, it it was good. I, I mean, I I didn't. I wouldn't say I loved it and it changed my life. I liked it. I, you know, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It had some good points for sure. And I think, um, I think that it was. It it it, it it's more of a book for people who haven't done their creativity yet. Who haven't right. started. I read it because I was just curious because I I'd read uh Eat Pray Love and and someone told me about this book that she wrote after she uh wrote that and I'd never heard of it. So I figured I'd read it. <laughs> yeah, no it was it was good. Yeah. I thought I liked it definitely. But I don't know. I don't think I have a latest well no i I've read some books, but I don't know i i i I read so many books both for the show and for my the clubs I belong to and for my personal stuff that okay. sometimes I forget what books I read <laughs> well, no me too. It just starts to all blend together it does. Do you have a yeah. favorite style of genre or or a type of book that you like to read? Um, I really enjoy character-driven stories, and 
Um, I'd say one of a book I read recently that I really loved was um, Coco Mellor's Frankenstein and Cleopatra. I thought it was really good. I thought I think she's a brilliant new literary voice and um, a very interesting writer and um, I just really love her style and and I think she's probably one of my like inspire an inspiration to me right now as like a young not that I'm young but she's a new writer that has you know it's forging a path as a new voice and um, but yet she has a story that she's you know obviously a lot of writers have which is you know you pay your time and like you, it took years and years to finally get the final draft and tons of rejection before she got a publishing deal and and her book's just blowing up and especially internationally it's doing really really well so it's just been I, I find I love good characters I love character driven stories and I love um, unique voices I would say um, I definitely like hardship and strife and seeing people overcome things and stories um, relatable life things I guess I understand that um, yeah. The only other book that I think I've read that's new, that I, um, that's a fiction, is called The Great Circle. Mm-hmm. Did you read that one? No. Mm-hmm. It's two perspectives. One is an actress whose life isn't going very well, and the other is an aviator who sounds a lot like an Amelia Earhart type of person, but apparently she's based on uh, another uh, aviator who is trying to go, instead of around the world, the circumference of the world. And um, and uh, the actress who's playing her. And it, it brings the two stories together. It's, it's fiction, but it's really interesting. Um, really? Yeah. You hear about it? Yeah, it's called The Great Circle. It's the only, like, that's yeah. the only new one I can think of, Brand new one. <laughs> is that Big Five published, or I'm sorry. Or is it is that an indie published book, or is it? I don't know. Like how how did you hear about it? Did somebody tell you about it? Was it from your book club, or no? It was, was it was on BookTube, um, uh, YouTube okay. BookTube. You know where they talk about their books and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, hold on, I have it in my. Um, my Goodreads, so I can tell you, because I don't remember. <laughs> my poor mind. <laughs> my poor old brain. <laughs> I was just curious. It's not, not important. I'm looking. I'm just going to pull it. I'm trying to pull it up. Okay, come on. Here it is, Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Oh, shoot. I messed up. I made it go away. That's not nice. It's fine. I, I I can look it up. I'm looking on my phone, and I hit the wrong button. Um, anyway, I don't remember if it was I if it was indie published or if it was published by a publisher. But if I remember right, I think it was published by a publisher because after I read it, I gotten a thing from a publisher of their of uh, uh, books I might like, which usually okay. I don't like. Um, <laughs> and it was one of them. So I think it was from a publisher. I just don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, we've done research, and here's some books that you will, uh, we think you will love, and you look at them. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, definitely no. Yeah, I don't know where these people think they get the idea. I mean, like five horror books. 
Anybody who knows me knows I do not read horror. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I would never read horror. Like, no Stephen King for me. Definitely not. And it, it's not that I don't have respect for him. I do. He's, um, I've only read one thing. It was a short story because it wasn't a horror. It was Stand By Me. It was his short story for that, which was very good. He writes beautifully. But everything else is a horror thing. And I mean, there were some scary parts in Stand By Me, but it wasn't horror. So I could read that. <laughs> but but it, it it doesn't matter how wonderfully they the prose are if I don't like the su- type of subject. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I get that. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I don't. I'm not a big mystery reader either, but I, you know, I know it's a huge genre. And people love it, and you know, I, I think it's a really important genre. It's just, it isn't my, you know, everybody just has their preferences. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I've always loved mystery and science fiction, and some yeah. fantasy. Mysteries are, and science fiction too. I mean, that's a huge genre. I don't read it, but I guess I do because I read. Harry Potter, but... That's fantasy. Um, yeah, okay, fantasy, you're right, yeah. I, I don't typically read science fiction at all. Yeah, yeah, well, you didn't have a dad who is a fanatical science fiction reader who really wanted his little girl to at least try to read some science fiction. <laughs> he, he actually found a book that didn't scare because I when I was little I was easily scared, which is why I still yeah. don't w- read or watch horror. Um, so he found some really gentle science fiction books for me, and yeah, he got me hooked on it. Um, which is what his whole point, so he can share and talk to me about it. You know. <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. Yeah. And it was just like my mom introduced me to classic movies, the same reason, so she could share and talk to me about them. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd come oh. home from summer school, and she would, like, say, okay, come in, come in here into the family room. Uh, it's it's time for the uh, afternoon movie. It was 3.30 in L.A., and <laughs> 3.30 movie, and it was some classic that was cut to pieces, but she was able to introduce us to all these wonderful actors and from these wonderful black and white movies that my brother and I fell in love with thanks to her. So both my parents did their jobs. <laughs> Is there, were you introduced to any books or any kind of movies or theater or anything from your parents? Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, my my mom was a voracious reader, and we went to the theater. I mean, I grew up on Long Island, so we went to the city and loved theater, and we went to a lot of music, the symphony and the opera. I mean, we, my mom was really involved in all that, so um, I was exposed to a lot, and I'm really grateful for that. And um, I, I'd say... Daniel Steele was one of the first authors that I devoured, you know, as a young, in, when I was in my 20s, I would just read those, you know, just like crazy, which was kind of fun. You know, I mean, they're just really light, but they were, they were fun fun to read. Yeah, she was the more intellectual of that type of book, because she, she did a lot of research about, you know, the different yeah. subjects of her book. So it was a, that's a good starter book for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I like I mean, Daniel Steele. I mean, I don't actually read her much anymore. I did when I was a teen, though. I don't read anymore. <laughs> you asked me, like, what I read back, you know, with my mom. I mean, my mom would pick up bestsellers and things like that. And um, I, I'd say she got me into Dominic Dunn back, you know, in the early days. I mean, now, he's interesting. Yeah. 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 He, um, was, he was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I really like him a lot. Um, 
What kind of theater did you like? Um, not a huge fan of musicals, but I I've been to a lot of musicals. I prefer play a play that yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just meant all theater like plays and what is there a play that you still remember from when you were young or when you were a young adult that just was like whoa maybe inspired you to be a writer or something mm, I guess um, mm, I wouldn't say going to any plays inspired me to be a writer now what what inspired you um movies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just also English teachers and encourage the encouragement of teachers. Is there a movie that went you went, whoa? Um I I can't like I would say once I'm over the cuckoo's nest when I read the book and then I got to see the movie and I saw how it tra- transcribed on the screen. Any any book that I ended up seeing on the film that I'd already read was just really interesting and gave me a lot of just idea that you can actually write a story that could transcribe to the film. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really exciting yeah. when I was in college. I thought that too. The first one mm-hmm. I remember reading that I saw on screen was um, The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the one I saw was one with Robert Redford and Mia Farrow, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I went, "Oh my God!" I mean, they can't do an entire book in two hours, but it they got the they 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 respected the author, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're both. I mean, they're both great actors. I mean, just amazing. It's a beautiful film. It's beautifully done. And it yeah, it yeah, understands... So, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I just was saying I agree. It was, it was really good. Because they respected the, what the author, Fitzgerald, was trying... It was a tragedy. It was, it, it was about the tragedy of the 20s and, you know, trying to blind yourself with fun when the economic crisis and all the other stuff was, you know, trying to get away from the war. The economic 1930s was ahead. The war of the First World War War was behind. And trying to just drown yourself in parties is not what he's saying. And he went through it as saying, it's not the answer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. And a lot of people, like the other movie that came out, I have nothing against it, and I think the actors are wonderful. But the newer one with Leonardo DiCaprio, I, uh-huh. I don't think they got it. I don't think they understood what the movie, the book was about. You know, whoever wrote the screenplay, because it was focused yeah, on the razzle dazzle. Right. It was a bummer when it's not done done well, for sure. It just uh, I get sad when I see that. It, it, it it's uh, you're, you like you said you're not a mystery fan, but the the ones the new um, Perros that have been coming out. It just it isn't really pro, and I have nothing against him and he's a wonderful incredible academy award winning actor uh theater actor um all that stuff but it really isn't pro <laughs> yeah. you know anyway um do you um uh, do you have any um new books coming out are you working on a new one or is the new one out or I am 
in the final draft of a book called The Ad Agency, which takes place in New York in the 80s. Um, and I pitched the manuscript to agents, um, and I have nine agents that requested the full manuscript. So then I started to panic, and I wanted to make sure it was absolutely perfect. So I'm working with um, an editor right now who I absolutely adore, and he's a brilliant teacher. And um, I'm basically doing a lot of rewrites and compressing and pacing and um, some story structure. So I should be sending the manuscripts out probably in, in the next month, and um, and then it will be in the hands of the agents. And then I, the sad thing about publishing is it won't even come out for two years if it gets picked up. But if it doesn't get picked up, then I'm go I am going to just publish it or try and go with a small press or something. I mean, if I don't get picked up by an agent, I'll be fine, um, and I'll try and pitch it to some, you know. A, little small presses but um and then I have I'm doing research on my next book which is um a story about two families actually longshoremen and in and a Croatian and Italian family that have been at odds for generations and um one a crane operator saves the life of, of somebody from the nemesis family and they fall in love that's the, the next the premise for my my next book, that'll be my fourth book, but um, the third book is really coming together for me. I've had a lot of highs and lows in the writing process, um, and I feel like it's finally really getting to where I want it to be to send it to these agents that I pitched at a writing conference um, last November. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've been working on. It's hard. It really is. It's so hard because uh -huh. um, it, anything creative is hard. But when you have an idea and you worked hard and you, and then you try to get people, other people on board, it, it's really hard. It's like selling part of your soul <laughs> and oh, hoping uh -huh. they'll buy it. <laughs> totally. And, you know, I I really, I feel like I've done a lot to build my credibility as a writer, and I really hope this will be the book that gets me a big publishing deal, at least a publishing deal. Um, but if not, I'm not, you know, I won't give up, but I'm hoping. It's, it's... I mean, publishers are very interesting. The first mm -hmm. publisher who said they published my first book went out of business and was bought mm -hmm. by another publisher who said they were going to still publish the whole slate of books. And then they decided, no, we're not going to do that. And they dumped, I mean, I think they kept five of the books from the original publisher and dumped everybody else, including me. Um, so it's like, you, you get these, it's like a roller coaster. It's like a roller coaster to try to get published. So, you know, um, I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, it's, it's very, um, and I, I just have to brace myself for rejection and, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm just gonna do my absolute best. And um, I, I when I pitched these agents, they were like, "We really love the premise. You'll only have one chance to pit, you know, to send the manuscript. Make sure it's perfect." So I, I've just done everything I can to get it exactly where I want it to be. And um, I met my writing coach at, at this conference. Um, and he's just been really great for me um, in understanding pacing and just cooking with more gas than I was um, before. I, I mean, I got him, I started working him with a full manuscript, completely finished, and um, probably compressing it 
and pacing it faster and moving everything along faster, but also giving more depth to the characters. Um, and I definitely write character-driven stories, and he calls them sleepy books. They're sleepy stories. But the last book I just read called Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow is a sleepy story with 35,000 reviews on Amazon. Um, Cleopatra and Frankenstein's a sleepy story. It's not action. There isn't a lot of things happening. It's about the characters. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, like we were talking about, these books are for not everybody. They're for somebody that really wants deep characters that you, you know, they're flawed and that you root for and you feel for and you relate to or you don't relate to. And um, those are the kinds of books that I like to write. I think that that's very true, and it's very, it, and when you find your niche, that you stick to it. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. You I haven't found a formula yet, and I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that I will soon get a formula, not necessarily, like there's romance novels have a formula, um, but not that your readers can expect to know what to expect from you, but I definitely have a certain way that I write, and I have a certain type of story I like to write, and I can feel myself getting into more of a rhythm, and I like that, definitely. I think that that's important. I think rhythm of a writer is essential. I mean, that's what if you found that, it's golden. You should pat yourself on the shoulder. <laughs> it's taken a long time. It's definitely taken a long time. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm amazed by how much I learn and how much more I have to learn and um, definitely been, it's been helpful to be in a writing group and to have, um, more access to other writers and reading other writers' work, and um, I'm in the Women's Fiction Writers Association and interacting with the women and um, going into groups where we can exchange our work and critique each other's work, and that has been really invaluable to me as well. Um, um, I've applied to a, um, I've been taking classes at Stanford, um, and I've applied to a program there um, and took all the prerequisites to get in, so. Hopefully, I, um, I find out in mid-July, and that will be kind of the program that I'll write my fourth book through that, if I get in, which hopefully I will. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I just, I, I really love writing. I wish I didn't, um, because it's very time-consuming, and I, I do work um, a really intense sales job, and I'm not, you know, I, I make a little bit of, of a living as a writer, but... Um, I think it's really it's critical to keep getting work out there and this book is taking me a long time because I have a job <laughs> it's just sometimes at the end of the day I, it's, it's an intense sales job and it's just very draining um, for you know to try and get creative after you've been making cold calls for eight hours you know oh yeah um, I completely relate um, yeah yeah and it's, it's hard to be a writer anyway you're sitting alone in a room, or outside, or wherever you write, and you have your laptop or a notebook on your lap, and you're staring at a blank page. It's torture sometimes. Uh, I'd yeah. And how many writers that you've read their biographies, autobiographies, and they said that it's like letting blood out of your veins to be a writer. I mean, oh, yeah, just sit at the keyboard and bleed. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically what they say. I mean, I think Dickens said that, and Hemingway said that. I, that, You know, a lot of them right. said it's just bleeding, you know. Um, you're bleeding your life force into your writing. It's an interesting... Yeah. It's, a, it's sort of sad, but it's an interesting... And true in a way, because you yeah. you do put a lot of yourself into your work, and because you're pouring yourself into your work, it 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 can be quite draining, and it's also disappointing when you have a hard time 
getting anybody to be excited about mm-hmm. that you have people excited that's amazing i mean really you know yeah. that was, that's a good I, thing yeah i mean writing just pitching it was a pitch like a high pressure pitch such session you had exactly uh five minutes and they set a timer and that was it you know i mean you got to sell you got to pitch the story and also pitch yourself as a writer and um i had to really i mean i was in the most beautiful place in Kauai, and i felt so stressed out i barely i barely saw the beach and i was in classes all day long I mean, they could have had it in you know, New Jersey, and it was the same experience. But um, yeah, it was a great, it was a great writing conference, and um, I feel like I'm making friends in the writing community, um, going to these conferences, and and there, it's just there's just so many great writers out there, and they're just so supportive. And um, but I did learn that it's. The, the publishing industry is very, very hard right now, and it's it's extremely difficult to get, especially a fiction book picked up. It's just it's they're super careful, and it's very, very difficult. And I, you know, I, I'm picked. I picked a genre that's that's really, really hard to get picked up. So I just I all I can do is hope and and do my best. And if it doesn't work out, keep trying. Yeah. Exactly. You can't lose hope. Yeah, you just need one person to champion you. That's that's all you need. Yeah. Sometimes like, where the heck are you? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I only pitched nine agents, and every single one requested a manuscript. So that was for me very exciting. But then at the same time, I definitely felt deep inside that I knew my manuscript wasn't ready and I did take a class from one of the agents that I pitched and and he he is really blunt and extremely harsh but I appreciated that personally because I I would rather have that than someone just tell you one thing and do another but he walked into the classroom the first day and he said not one person in this room has a manuscript that's ready to be sent to me not one and I thought to myself, mine's ready. I know mine's ready. And it wasn't. And he was right. It wasn't. But I had to come to that. I had to come to that myself. I had to decide that myself and know it wasn't ready and want to do the work to get it where it is. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. For that, you know, honesty. Um, the books you have uh, published, what are their names? So I mean, I already know, but for the people listening. The Sky um, was my debut, or is my debut novel, my first book, Baby. Um, it won seven book awards um, and was optioned for a feature film. It's got gotten rave reviews on Amazon. I actually just put the Kindle edition on both my books on sale for 99 cents. Um, in honor of my son's 30th birthday. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> oldest son. So, um, yeah, and then the standalone sequel um, came out um, a year ago, and that's called The Dress the Color of the Moon. That's won two book awards, and um, it's it follows. It's just, it you can you don't have to have read the first book. Uh, it's very much of a standalone, but it definitely follows all the characters after rehab. And what happens to everybody, um, and how you know how they fare in the real world. And um, do you have any events that you're going to be going to that you want to let people know about? Um, I am I going to any events? I'm not going to any events. My one of my books is on tour right now on Instagram. It's doing a book tour. Um, and I'm super excited about that. And I have been going around Los Angeles putting copies of my books in little free libraries. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's been really fun um, because I've gotten lots of messages and notes from people. Um, and I think in the end, like I've I've got I've penetrated a lot of readers out there, but it's it's been I haven't 
become as well-known locally, even though I've been in different newspapers and magazines around the area in the South Bay, but um, I thought, you know what, I just, I'm going to put books in the little free libraries, and, and it's been really fun. You almost feel like a little book angel doing that, and, I, I, and it's fun. That's cool. That's a great idea, too. Cool. It's a yeah. great idea. Um, uh, especially since now my dog, so we walk, and I put them in the little, <laughs> I would walk to the library. I love those little free libraries. They're just so cute. I know, and they're so great. creative. They're, uh, they were showing some in London. That one was in an old red, uh, the red, the red telephone booth that I guess it was discontinued. Oh, and they put a free library in there. So cute. Is that I cool? I feel like reading is making a comeback, and I'm super excited about it. I'm the girls that are in my book club are all about the. I want to say 25 to 30 years younger than me. Um, and they are so excited about reading. Mm-hmm. And we really talk about the books. And we, that just being in a group of women that are a generation or two below me and hearing their perspective on the characters and the books that we're reading and kind of that gives you, like as a writer, it just, it's given a lot of perspective that I really needed to take my third manuscript, the, the ad agency, to to where it is um, right now. And, I, and I, I love that perspective and just being in a book club and hearing people talking. But I, I do feel like reading's coming back, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And, and I think that's really thanks to things like, um, what do they call it? Um, it's from Instagram where they call it Bookstagram and uh, YouTube, which is BookTube, and TikTok, which is BookTok. In fact, they have book talk tables at Barnes & Noble. That's how much of an influence it is. Oh, oh, I know. I tried to get my kids to, you know, I have three sons, and I'm like, you know, this one girl did a, you know, a TikTok about how her dad wrote the book when they were, you know, she was, he was raising the daughter and you know wrote at night after a long day of work I was like why don't you guys do that for me <laughs> why is there so lame You're like mom we don't even have a TikTok <laughs> they may be a, a, like, the wrong generation <laughs> yeah I mean girls are just so much better at that stuff and I'm like damn it I really need to have a daughter that's going to champion my writing career <laughs> Well, when it, one of your sons get married, maybe they'll have yeah. a wife that will be helpful. I, I, have a, I have a wonderful daughter in law, but she's not, she's definitely not a social media maven. Oh, well. Yeah. No, but I was kind of cracking up because I was like, come on, guys, like, this book went viral. I mean, because my book has amazing reviews. I mean, they're, it has a very good rating. I, I think I, I mean, Amazon's probably taken down hundreds of reviews of mine, but right now I think it's like 285 and 2 point, or sorry, 3.5 stars or 3.7 stars. It's, it's got a really good rating. What am I saying? Four point. Hold on. I'm going to look. It's out of five, right? Five. On Four out of five. Yeah. Um, it's, let's see, it has 4.5 stars out of five and 286 ratings. So 66% of the readers gave it a five-star rating. That's, you know, really good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of triggers in the book. Um, there's child abuse. There's addiction. Um, it's not, it, it, it's not obviously blatantly laid out, but I know that it's hard for some people to read stories like that. Um, and it's not for everybody, but it's, it is a story about hope and a story that lets you believe that you can actually heal and move forward um, after a traumatizing childhood. And um, and I've gotten a beautiful, massive amount of beautiful messages from readers, and that's really helped me a lot. And, you know, you learn so much after your first book, and I just hope that every book that I continue to write um, – that my readers love, and and as long as I have somebody reading, I'm going to keep writing. Yep, that's the way to I go. Love it so much. Um, for the people who 
hadn't heard you on my show before, could you give your website and any social media yeah. that you have? So my website's jenniferirwinauthor.com, and I am on all the social media, Jen Irwin Author, at Jen Irwin Author, um, and then Facebook, it's Jennifer Irwin Author. Um, and you can also just Google me, and it all pops up pretty easily. There's a, there's one other person I compete with on Google is an actress named Jennifer Irwin, but I'm starting to catch up to her. <laughs> she's pretty famous, and I'm like, oh, look, I'm like right there on the first page now. So, yeah, I hustle. I work really hard. Um, you know, I'm an ambassador for Rent the Runway. I do a lot of social media um, and try to stay on it with between writing my third book and my job and um, taking care of my boyfriend, you know, because guys need to have dinner cooked. <laughs> he, he appreciates me. He appreciates everything I do, and I, I enjoy doing it. But, you know, it's um, it's a lot, and I just am so grateful for any reader that picks up an indie published book um, and gives, you know, gives the opportunity to somebody that, um, you know, hasn't gotten the privilege of uh, a big publishing deal. Yeah. And there's a lot of great books out there. There are. They don't all necessarily have a publishing, you know, big publishing name. Um, and you have to hustle. You have to market your own stuff. You have to really um, spread the word on your own because your book's not going to be on the shelf at Barnes & Noble. And, you know, you don't have a big machine pushing your book to market you're you're the machine um and i think also that helped me a lot when i was pitching in Kauai. um that i i i understand how how much you have to be involved in marketing your own book mm-hmm. yeah and how important That's, it, it does that. if you're going with small press or even medium press you have to do your own marketing anyway so it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> now they expect it they're just the big budgets are over yeah um, unless they're you know a huge celebrity um, yeah and you know the one book genre it's a pretty easy to get picked up is if you have a specific non-fiction subject that is very obvious who the audience is and it's very finite and very key those types of books are, are pretty easy to get picked up because they know exactly who's going to read it and um, you know, they know how many they're going to print, who the reader's going to be. But uh, someone that writes in, in the kind of the kind of book I write, which is competing with a lot of different writers, so it's it's just yeah, you gotta you gotta just keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I want to yeah. thank you for taking time out of your day to come and chat with me. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank- Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. It's really been a pleasure, and you're very inspiring, and um, I can't wait to read your poetry book. I love poetry. Thank you. I can't wait for it to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you very much, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you.